Hi, this is Chris Peppel, and you're listening to my Look to See Me podcast. I hope you've all had a wonderful day today. I had a great ending to the day. It's getting really cold weather here. It's technically not winter. It's still fall when I'm recording this, but the temperatures dropped. There was frost on the ground this morning. It's absolutely beautiful. Do you ever just go out and see the glistening frost? And I'm not a person who really likes cold weather. I do like to wear sweaters. Pullover sweaters are my favorite thing to wear of all time. So I like bundling up, but I don't like being cold. So I look at the frost quickly, <laughs> just or through the window. But there is just something beautiful and magical about snowfalls and frost. I, I live in the southern United States, so don't get a lot of snowfalls. We have the last few years. We've gotten some big snows as the climate changes, but mostly growing up, there was just maybe one, maybe two snows per per year. But so no snow here this fall yet, but weather definitely getting closer to winter time. I think the low last night was maybe 35. So tonight, treating myself with the fire in the fireplace and just move the furniture up close and snuggle with the dogs and everybody was just really happy and it really made me thinking made me think about warmth now I was a single mom when the kids were little and lived in a city that was challenging with prices to live in many people can relate to that affording rent and affording just everything that groceries, everything that came with the city, the price of electricity. And so I had to really watch everything very closely. Not just single moms. I know parents, two-parent households can relate to this as well. But single parents, you especially understand what I'm talking about, the fear that if you fail somehow, it all just falls on you. You don't have that backup person. And I was I was terrified of finances. And I'm I'm a writer. So the financial aspects of organizing the finances and keeping up with it are not what I'm strongest at. But I I knew that we were paycheck to paycheck and everything was just critical that I manage things well. And I stay within a budget. So there are so many tricks you learn to being warm. Tell me if any of you can relate to this. There are tricks that you learn to being warm. And one of them was like my kids. I would uh, put their pajamas and their blankets in the dryer and run the dryer for a few minutes to uh, get them warm before they went to bed. It snuggled them all in. They loved it. I, I think they remember that when we talk about it every once in a while. The microwave bags, the little bags of like beans and rice, you can put those in the microwave and stay really, really warm. If you put them under your covers, get the spot warm. There's like a lot of tricks to being warm. My grandmother was I, I a widow. I never knew my grandfather. He died uh, of a massive heart attack while he was hunting in the winter one year. And so 
all of the time that I knew her. She didn't pass away until I was the first week of my senior year in high school. So I knew her, you know, had her presence in my life growing up. And I loved her house. Her house was just one of those amazing small town wooden houses. She had a fireplace. One of my memories is when it was cold, just the warmth, just again, like I did tonight, pulling, pulling the furniture up to the fireplace. And she did have these little gas heaters that she had gas running into the house, natural gas. And so there was also tiny heaters in each room. But whatever there is, the fire, the gas heaters, she would be the first one to wake up. She would wake up before she even had to be up. She would go back to bed for a few minutes. She would wake up way before the sun came up and get the house warm. So when you got up, put your feet down on the floor, the house was somewhat warm. And putting logs on the fire, telling stories in front of the fire. And even after she put a gas, uh, I mean, not a gas, after she put a wood-burning stove insert into the fireplace, she would still just, just keeping that warmth in the house is part of what I remember as a child, just staying warm and quilts. Oh my goodness, I still have so many blankets and quilts around the house. It's it's that feeling of being surrounded and feeling safe and feeling comfortable that I think I associate most with warmth and winter. Camping. I I love to camp. And my kids and I, as they were growing up, I would take them tent camping. And the responsibility for warmth became mine. I was the one who had to get up and get the fire started in the morning to cook breakfast over and to have their chair there and get their blanket warm so when they woke up and in the tent and they're ready to come out and eat they had a warm spot they weren't cold before the sun came out we never camped like in the winter when it was bitter cold but we would do fall camping and you know at night when the temperature drops down and you really have to snuggle in and get warm in that first moment where you get out of your sleeping bag step out of the tent and that cold air hits you there's something refreshing about it, but for me, who doesn't like cold, is also just very chilling, just goes all the way through. So those memories of staying warm, but I, I think it's something deeper about warmth, too, that we, we, gravi- we gravitate toward those people who show us emotional warmth through love, through caring, the people that give great hugs. I, don't you just know those people who just give amazing hugs and you just feel warmed all the way through your soul by that. And people with a smile where you look at them and that smile just warms you. And I think about cold days, not literally cold, but when the world feels cold to us, when we feel lost, when we feel there's a frost on everything, when we feel the chill, when we feel like there's 
an uncertainty and a coldness to our, our path. And there's the light that's not there. In the winter, there's less light. And those, those people who can radiate the warmth back into your life. There's, there's those who hug. There's those who send amazing cards. There's people who share a meal with you, give you the seat at the table, and just say, come on in, sit down. I had to go to a funeral this week, and one of the things that the people were talking about was uh, the person who passed away, how many times she gave people a seat at her table. And that's one of the things that they were saying that they would remember about her is the seat at the kitchen table. What a gift of warmth to give somebody that. And what a gift of love to want to warm somebody's life. You know, I think about what a sacrifice that was for my grandmother in uh, that chili house to be the first one to get up, the first one to put the logs on, the first one to light the heaters, want the floor warm, want the house warm, want the kitchen warm, get the get the stove going for the cooking. And when I think about that, I think about just all of the people who have gone before me and faced struggles and have been the first one to do something. I know, a stretch, okay? But, but moving from warmth to this idea of the first one to do something, the first one to prepare something for those that are coming behind, knowing that the journey will be easier because you've done something for somebody. You've left something for somebody. You've prepared something for somebody. And I'm so thankful for the people that I love to go back and read memoirs of people and dig up uh, people whose stories should have been told way before they ever were, and people whose voices have been forgotten. And I I just love to dig through old letters and history books and, you know, just uh, people that are mentioned kind of as asides that we're now discovering and bringing their stories back to the light. And it just all ties into that warmth to me, that community of people who did something unselfishly to prepare something for another person. And I think that's what I think of when I, I'm wrapped up in an old quilt. And I think, ah, oh, somebody, somebody prepared this, hours of quilting, to prepare this for somebody else. What an amazing gift. And even a couple of years ago, a friend sent me an electric blanket what a gift. I was going through some health problems and really just seriously cold. And it's just one of those little lap ones. It's not one that you have to leave on your bed the whole time. But every time I plugged it in and got warm and I would, I would work with it when I was at the computer, I would plug it in by my computer and I would wrap it around my lap, around my legs and, you know, lay my hands on it. And I thought, what a gift of warmth to give somebody. And the 
there's a room at the end is an organization, a nonprofit organization that is open during winter months and they find other nonprofit groups or churches usually that will open their doors and let people spend the night on nights where they wouldn't survive if they had to stay out in the cold. What an an amazing gift of love and of caring about people in your communities to want to make sure that somebody is warm. Whether you're helping somebody pay their electric bill, whether you're the quilter, whether you're the person who gets up early and puts the logs on. But I was just reminiscing tonight. So this is kind of just a wandering podcast here. Just kind of random thoughts on warmth. But I just wanted to share it because again, in front of the fire, if you can picture this, what I'm talking, if you've ever sat in front of a fire and just let the warmth just seep into your soul, just become part of you and just feels like it's life-giving and life-changing. When I would wrap my kids up in blankets that came out of the dryer and see their smiles and see them snuggle there and know that I could provide that warmth for them. When I think of other people who are opening their doors to give warmth or opening their tables to give warm food and providing a seat at the table or just the warmth of love of telling somebody that you love them and letting the warmth of that emotion just go with them the rest of the day. Yeah, there's there's so many things that warmth can mean and in so many different ways that we can touch somebody's lives. And again, just kind of random sitting in front of the fire tonight. I hope you've had a warm place if you're in a place in a, where the climate's getting a little bit colder, where uh, maybe you're going to wake up in the morning and have that frost on the ground. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead, and I hope you stay warm. I hope that you have opportunities to be warm yourself, and think of ways that you can provide some kind of warmth for another person as the season changes, whether it's a smile, a hug, logs for the fireplace, helping them get to a place that opens their doors on cold nights. Be that person that provides warmth. And allow yourself to receive it. Be the recipient of a hug. Be the recipient of sitting in front of the fire and letting your memories of past times of being warmth just flood through you. And let it warm your soul. Let it warm your heart. Let it just stay with you instead of the cold. We don't need to stay in a place that doesn't feel good to our soul, where there's coldness, where we feel frozen out of opportunities and love and community and physical health opportunities. Yeah, coldness can mean so many things. When we say, oh, that person was really cold, it's a negative. It means that they lacked love. It means that they lacked the sense of wanting to be drawn into the community or allowing others to be drawn into the community. 
So that coldness is such a negative thought if we say somebody is cold. So don't don't stay where it's cold. Find, find the warmth. Find the people who hug. Find the people who open their doors. Find the people who invite you in to sit at the table. Find the people who got up early to put a log on to keep somebody else warm. And then once you do that, be that person also. That's the beauty of community. We're both the receivers and the givers. So I hope that this week you have a chance to do both. Be the receiver. Receive the warmth that you need in your life. And then be the giver. Be that person who gives that to somebody else. Thanks for listening to my Look to See Me podcast. And I hope to see you back here again soon.